Welcome to KC Corner, episode 71. Jeff Jakes joining us from beautiful Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, it's hot up here, Brooks. You know, <laughs> you come north, you travel all this way, you think it's going to be a little cooler, and man, is it hot up here. <laughs> it's a little toasty for the summer in Norfolk. It is toasty. It is summer, and you know, it's close to the water, and there hasn't been a lot of breeze, but... Hey, Todd and Jesse Fleming and our grandbabies are up here, so I don't care the weather, man. It's a fantastic place to be. <laughs> How long are you awesome. up there for? Just till Saturday. When you're a church planner, um, you're usually your back by Sunday, and so uh, <laughs> we got up here Monday, and uh, we'll be back Saturday. Just loving our grandbabies, which is so awesome. And Todd is uh, my son-in-law is beginning his residency uh, here at Norfolk uh, this week, so. That's exciting stuff. We want to try to help out transition for them. So it's mm-hmm. all good. I heard you had a little uh, adventure getting up there, too. Yeah, I did. It was <laughs> it was a little a little different. It was kind of planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, an adventure, uh, something we didn't anticipate, but <laughs> but it was we eventually got here, Brooksy. It was, it was crazy. You know, <laughs> we showed up at the uh, Sanford Airport for a 6 o'clock flight in what we thought was absolute plenty of time. And apparently every flight they had going out that morning was like between 6 and 6.30. And so uh, by the time, you know, we had one bag to check. Usually I don't check a bag. And uh, long story short is we didn't make our flight. So uh, <laughs> we, we wound up uh, booking another flight and then eventually renting a car. So what we thought would be an hour trip turned into a 10-hour trip. But Perfect. hey, it's worth it. It's worth <laughs> you get it. to see it's the babies now, so you're all good. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, <laughs> A little crazy, but we got here. And how about our bolts, by the way? We got to throw a bolt shot out. You know, yes. we're three wins away from the cup again. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back chance. Yeah. We got this locked up. No, I hope so. <laughs> they, look they, they look good. They look good on Monday. So, big game tonight. Huge game. Go bolts. Go bolts. And you had a good – hey, listen, we missed a, uh, we missed a corner. Yes, we, we did. We fishing and, and – uh, um, you know, I know it was kind of that summer, a little bit of a break, but you had a good time? Yes, that was down in Jupiter, did some fishing, did some hanging on sandbars, all that good stuff. So, had to take uh, a week off from the corner. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, well, it's good to be back, though. Even though that we're remote, it's, uh, it's good to be back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, going into last Sunday with fighting the good fight and what you meant to say. Well, Brixie, the first question, the biggest question is, have you listened to it yet? And I, now, don't even answer it. So just, uh, we'll just <laughs> I did so. listen to it. I, I watched okay, the, 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 the nice stream on the website. Uh, you are the best. Not in real time, really on, on a tape delay. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was fishing right. on Sunday morning. All right, no, no worries. So, you know, I think that uh, what I meant to say last week is, you know, as we look at what is the best manual that God has given us for the household of God, how do we do this right? We kind of realize we're in a fight. And a lot of times as Christians... We, we either don't anticipate the fact that we're in a fight, so we're not ready. Uh, kind of like that illustration I gave uh, for those who thought that the Civil War would be a picnic. Um, often people think that the church or our Christian life would be a picnic, and it really isn't. And if you don't anticipate a fight, you're just not going to be ready. And uh, we as Christians have to know that there's going to be a fight from without, you know, from the evil one, and there's going to be a fight within in the flesh. And so... Uh, are we ready to fight? Um, are we prepared to fight is the first thing. And then second thing for Christians, we really got to make sure, are we fighting the good fight? Because often, Brooks, we fight each other. I mean, it's like those uh, those tiger barb fish I talked about that mm-hmm. just kind of bite and devour one another. And, uh, you know, oftentimes we draw the complete wrong battle lines. Uh, we argue over the wrong things. Uh, there's way too much friendly fire within the church 
um, you know, we got to be taking every thought captive to win the world and not just uh, try to convert a Christian closer to what we believe um, in, in theology or doctrine. So are we, first of all, knowing we're in a fight, so I meant to say, hey, get ready and make sure we're fighting the good fight and that's not with each other. And you fight the good fight the good way, and that is with a good conscience. I mean, you know, we do it in a way that, you know, I think of your fishing trip, the wake that you leave behind you. You talked about, it's really cool, you talked about the sharks you saw offshore. Mm -hmm. And you said that you saw these big bull sharks and hammerhead shark. It was because there was blood in the water. And, you know, I think uh, when there's blood in the water that's self-inflicted with the church, um, it's really confusing for the world. And, and uh you know, the blood in the water often is our behavior. So how do we, how do we as Christians do this in a way that's God honoring, do this in a way that with a good conscience, again, the goal isn't just that we're more moral. The goal is that Christ is more beautiful, but, um, cause he is beautiful. He's seen more beautifully, I guess I should say, but you know, it's kind of what we do matters in the fight. So mm -hmm. that's what I meant to say. Yeah, and going back to Friendly Fire, I know you talked about it a couple weeks ago about Christians kind of getting in arguments about side doctrines and not the core gospel or something like that and kind of distracting us from the, the reason why we're there. Exactly, and I think that, that we, we just kind of always go there. It seems it's so sad that we that's just kind of our M.O. sometimes. We just kind of slide into the wrong thinking. And uh, But anyway, yeah, it's making sure that we're, we're – keeping the primary thing the primary thing and not just shooting each other. Mm -hmm. It's our it's our human nature to get in dumb arguments about stupid little things. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Brooks. It's so true. <laughs> so when you get back from Virginia, what do we what do we have to look forward to this Sunday? Well, you know, we're going to be starting in Chapter 2, and uh, it's really it's interesting, Brooks, because it seems like Chapter 1, there's some really big building blocks like okay you got to have sound doctrine you have to have a bounding grace you got to make sure you're fighting the good fight and then in chapter two we're going to get more into really kind of the nuts and bolts of what happens in church and and it's going to deal with some it's I mean, let me tell you let me throw this out chapter two is probably one of the most controversial chapters in all of scripture oh boy because um it's going to deal with role of men and women and how do we interpret that but it starts off a little bit more innocuous. It starts off with the, the really the foundation of prayer and that prayer has got to be a part of everything. And I think of that at King's Chapel and really the greatest prayer warrior that God has given King's Chapel is your beloved grandpa that we just love that mm -hmm. we're, uh, you know, uh, been praying for his health and things. So, uh, um, but anyway, all, all that to say, uh, uh, you know, King's Chapel, because of who we are and because of God's word exhorting us needs to be a place that prayer is at the foundation. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's interesting. It's going to tell us who we pray for, including our, our leaders. And it's going to tell us why. And, uh, so we're, that's what we're going to look at this week is the foundation of prayer. And it's going to also start to set up the roles of men and women, which next week, the week after that, oof, get ready for that one too. So, um, we got some spicy sermons coming up next couple we weeks. Do. We <laughs> do. We do. I hope no one brings like things to throw at me or like that. So, uh, anyway, it'll be great. Mm -hmm. And I know we took a couple weeks off from the book, but we can jump into that. Moving on with the reason for God by Tim Keller with chapter four, uh, titled the church is responsible for so much injustice. Yeah, you know, I thought it was interesting when we talked about what I meant to say, and we talk about fighting the good fight. 
with a good conscience. And I think that sometimes we've missed that because the way we have fought the fight of Christianity, so to speak, um, has really put a mark oftentimes on the church and uh, really kind of taken away from our message. But Kelly does a great job. He says, listen, there's three main things that the church has over the years been accused of. And one is that we have glaring character flaws. And one is there's a, there's a lot of war and violence that we seem to be a part of it maybe even starting to provoke and uh, fanaticism is uh, something also where you just get some fanatics that are kind of crazy that, you know, turn everything, uh, everybody off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that he said in there, I thought was really good Brooks as far as character flaws is that, you know, um, Hey, the church is really a hospital of sinners. It's not a museum of saints. And again, mm-hmm. that's not his quote that's been out there before, but the whole purpose of the gospel is that we are sinners that need god's amazing grace you know Mm -hmm. it's just it's all grace and uh um i i just really feel like that the the goal is never that we're going to be uh pharisees uh the goal is is that we're going to just be those who are saved by god's grace and uh more like christ and and uh so anyway that's that's uh that thought that was you know yeah there are character flaws i feel like um there's character flaws in all of us, but it doesn't take away from the gospel. So mm-hmm. do you want to jump in on that or you want me to just keep going? No, we're, I mean, people that go to church and <clears throat> our Christians are all broken sinners that realize that they yeah. need grace and that's why they're there. Um, it's kind of a theme in the book that Tim Keller talks about that a lot of non-Christians are morally superior to Christians. That's why Christians yeah. sometimes get a bad name of they see them doing all these terrible things and um, mm-hmm. that's not the whole point of it, of just following rules yeah exactly we're following a savior because we desperately need him and Mm -hmm. he is incredibly gracious and so good and then he talks about you know the religion and violence and i love the the way keller talked about hey we got to own it that the church and uh you know christians have have done some bad things over the years but um i like the fact that he looked at countries like or, or philosophies like communism or you know those those countries that take away god and they are just as culpable. They have just as many wars uh, and, and atrocities against even their own people. And so, you know, I think there's the thought that uh, religion makes you fanatics and fanatics leads to war. And, uh, but, you know, uh, there isn't, even when there's a kind of a godless society, they're still at war too. So it's, uh, I don't think you can put the finger there. Um, I think it all goes back to all of us have fallen short of God's glory. All mm-hmm. of us are broken and depraved. And, and uh, ever since the beginning, I mean, you know, Cain and Abel, um, there's been war. And, yep. uh, but God is the Prince of Peace, and, and he's, gonna, he's made peace. Jesus has made peace with the Father. He's, there's a day that true shalom is coming in the new heavens and the new earth. But uh, you can't just blame Christians for war and uh, violence or religion. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, even without religion, people are just going to seek power and dominance and take over countries and everything like that. It's, again, just part of human nature to want that power. It's true. And even you think of Darwinism, it's a survival of the fittest. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's the strong taking out the weak. And so, uh, but anyway, and then his last thing he talked about is fanaticism. And uh, and I love the way he looked at this. He's like, you know, um, are fanatics the people that are fanatics is that 
do they are, are they do they need more Christianity or, 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 or have have they grown to the point where that's where they've arrived? I've said that poorly. Let me say it this way: <laughs> you know, gospel Christianity is not supposed to produce the fanatics the way the world says it's fanatics that mm-hmm. are self righteous, smug, and just trying to pick fights. Mm-hmm. You know, if we really understand the gospel. Um, we're going to be servants. We're going to serve others. We're going to be humble. I mean, because we are saved by God's grace. And so the goal of Christianity, the goal of the gospel is not to produce a Pharisee, mm-hmm. you know, some self-righteous, you know, uh, moral in their own eyes person who looks down at others. Um, so I think that those people who are fanatics, they need to, they need Christianity more. They, it's not like they've arrived and, oh, they've become a fanatic. They don't understand it. They, they've somewhere took a U-turn or, or took a, uh, the crossroad uh, in the wrong direction. They, they went the wrong way. And uh, um, true gospel Christianity is going to produce not uh, not a fanatic that <clears throat> is bombing people or a fanatic that's self-righteous, but one who, like Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. Yeah, and that's definitely what kind of the world uh, thinks of Christians, I think, of those self-righteous people. I know whenever you watch like a TV show or a movie and there's a Christian character, or a uh, character that yeah. goes to church or something like yeah. that, that's always yeah. how they portray them as the stuck-up rule sad. follower. It's so, it's, it's so true. It's never, <laughs> it's never winsome, is it? No. It's never, it's never seen like, oh, I want to become like that person. It's Mm-mm. like, oh, man, avoid that person like the plague. You know? Yeah. So, um and I, you know, I think there's something there, Brooks, that we have to realize. That's how the world is going to portray us. That's how the world sees us. That, that's that's the lens that they put on. So, what, what do we do to combat that? And I think it's, yeah, I think it's what Paul does. It's like, hey, I'm a chief of sinners uh, mm-hmm. myself. You know, I'm a, I need a savior. So, um, yeah, Absolutely. good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. We'll keep on mowing through the book, chapter five, yeah. next week. It sounds great. Hey, this is going to be a big week uh, for King's Chapel. We got our Fourth of July celebration. It's going to be uh, we're pulling out all the stops. Uh, so uh, I'm really excited, and we try to do it at a time that's most convenient for folks. So right after worship, we'll feed you lunch and we'll entertain your kids. We'll give you lots of opportunities for fellowship. And you know, um, I, I hope people come at least for lunch and. I hope they come and bring their kids and go down the water slide and do all the things that we have there. And you know, our, our hope is is that you'll we'll just just be a great family fun activity that mm-hmm. people feel good about their church. They feel good about their country, and they feel good about you know uh, celebrating uh, here together. So uh, that's going to be this Sunday. Um, you know, come one, come all. Bring bring your neighbors, and uh, really looking forward to it. I heard Chief Doyle is in charge of the burgers and hot dogs on the grill. Is this you true? Know what? If, 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 Chief, if Chief Doyle were here, he would say, well, I'm, no, I'm his assistant. He would say, <laughs> Bill's in charge. Bill Chapman's in charge. Okay, so either one. Know. Either one. That's but, the dynamic know, duo right there. That is a dynamic duo. Because I'll tell you, because I think that they're like, you know, co-chiefs, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yep. But, but yep. Chief Doyle in his true Christian response is like, no, no, I'll just be a servant. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But no matter who, what, what we got... We got Bill Chapman and, and Butch Doyle uh, on the grills. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, there no two other people I'd want in charge of that. No, exactly. <laughs> Plus, we got a snow cone machine. Come on. There we, we go. There we go. Big water so slide and everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big water slide, snow cone machine, cornhole, uh, spike ball, volleyball. It's going to be fun. 
going to be a great day. Great day to celebrate yeah, America. We're looking forward to it. So <laughs> I agree, Brooksy boy. Well, safe uh, travels bye. back to Florida. Well, thank you. Uh, looking forward to uh, Sunday. Really am. And, and thanks. Good to be back with the books. And uh, be great. Next week we'll be back in person. Yep. Back on our regular schedule. It sounds great. All right. Blessings, bro. Stay safe. And blessings, everybody. And come on out on the 4th. We'd love to have you. See you guys. All right. Bye-bye.